All right, welcome everybody, friends, family, and fans. This is Garrett Anderson coming at you live on Saturday, May 13th, 2017. How are you? Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, and I've got a I, I'm going to test myself with this um, posting of this podcast to make sure that it's loud enough that you can hear it even over vacuuming. That's my new test for podcast audio and making sure that it's loud enough is if you can uh, stream it and um, and crank it up loud enough to hear it over um, over vacuuming because that's one of my favorite times to listen to podcasts is when I'm vacuuming. Um, I find it to be, uh, you know, because you can't really vacuuming is like a solitary activity, right? You're going, and I, I always sing to myself when I'm vacuuming, you know, I'm a singer and, uh, I like to sing in the shower and, and in the car. And while I'm vacuuming is another, I think, safe place to sing because you've got that going on. So you can be like, you know, you can uh, sing as loud as you want. My, my go-to is always, I got rice cooking in the microwave. I got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. Uh, that Travis Tritt song. It's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining. God, that was pitchy. Um, now I'm sensitive about singing in pitch after uh, I got some feedback from um, a publishing company guy here in town. Um, he owns his own studio, and um, um, I, I got to, to go over there and talk to him for a little bit, and we're going to try to come up with something that we can collaborate on. He likes he, – he, it was a productive um, get-together, and he likes my overall musical intuition, and he says that um, I've done a good job – um, sort of finding my own vocal tone. And he says, that's the one thing that he, he experiences a lot with singers, especially is that they'll have really good chops and they'll be technically proficient, but they won't really have their own tone. And I, uh, as a, as a singer songwriter have kind of fallen into my own voice of, of having tone. Um, but, uh, the one thing he said was that on some of the recordings, the vocals can get a little pitchy, meaning that they're, you know, they're not quite on the right note. Um, and it's, it's criticism that I was really glad that he gave me because I do want to be, um, careful about what I'm releasing on, on recording and making sure that it's as, as good as possible for the amount of time that I have to invest in it. Um, if you have been following the music of uh, the Garrett Anderson music experience much lately at all, you'll, you'll note that I've been putting out demos, um, that are, you know, not, uh, not radio ready. Um, but they're, they're a way for me to communicate my song ideas and some of the music that's in me. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that, that always, you know, needs to get out and, um, if, if you're hearing any thump thumping, I'm not sure if that's getting picked up on the microphone or not, but it's my kids. Um, they're, they're upstairs. They're supposed to be cleaning their bedroom and we've got to go to a kid birthday party soon. Um, my wife is out of town, so I'm on daddy duty. So I just wanted to try to throw this podcast together. I feel like it's been a while since I've um, just done a podcast by myself. I did have two uh, guests on recently, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Zimmerlich with 8020 records and Dawn Penich Thacker. 
Um, and she, she and I talked a lot about the uh, value of public education and, and, uh, how to have sensible public policy around that, um, with particular concern over voucher expansion here in Arizona. So, uh, check that, check those podcasts out and let me know if you like them, if you liked having the guest. Um, it was a victory for me insofar as I was able to host, you know, two folks on the microphone and, and record them. And hopefully it sounded pretty decent. I think, uh, it's a vast improvement from what I recorded with uh, Andrew Bustamante um, many, many weeks ago um, when, when I think we were just running into the same channel. Is that what was going on? For whatever reason, he, he, he and I didn't have isolated tracks, and that was a silly blunder on my behalf because once I figured out how to do it, it was super simple. And isn't that the case? Isn't that the, the joy and the frustration of learning and growing is that you're like, oh, the answer was always right there in front of my nose. I was just, it just didn't click. Like, what is that about learning and growing as a human? That's like, man, those click moments, those are really nice. That's like when things are aligning, you know, those click moments and you're like, oh, okay. You know, try not to beat yourself up that the answer was right there all along and, and just celebrate that you finally through your stubborn monkey brain have, have, have come onto the solution. So, so yeah, victory in and of, uh, in and of itself that I was able to post the conversations and uh, I hope the content was interesting. Mike and I talked a little bit about music, uh, uh, here in Phoenix and, and, you know, the business side of music and what he does with his label. Um, we did, I didn't press him too much on the 80, 20 principle. Um, he just, I, he kind of mentioned it as this Pareto principle 80. I, I think he said, uh, 20% of the, the seeds contribute 80% of the peas or 20% of the pea pods contribute 80% of the peas. And there's this apparently ubiquitous, um, you know, all over the place principle of 80, 20 rule. And, uh, I would have, I would have liked to have talked to him more about it. I think for him, the the point for him was that he, he set up a business model where he, as, as much as he can gives back 80% to the artist keeps 20% for the label. So, um, interesting stuff there. And, uh, but it is nice to just be back in, back in my, doing my own thing and, um, talking on the microphone here, got the headphones on and I'm laying down on my bed. My lower back has been achy. Like I, I foolishly, I've gone several days in a row without exercising or stretching or sweating. And, it's just miserable. I can feel my body like just contracting and just, ugh, it's getting all rickety. So I got to try to sweat at least once a day and definitely stretch at least once a day. So I'm laying down cause I didn't want to be sitting in sitting on a stool or on a chair. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that, but I, I did want to paint a little visual that I'm laying down in my bedroom and my kids are upstairs supposedly cleaning their room. I've got some Raffy tunes on this little playlist of kids music for them to jam out to. They were singing songs about Santa Claus coming to town when I last checked on them and dancing around the room, not much cleaning going on. So, uh, those, those, those two definitely need some quality supervision to, uh, to get anything done. Um, like I said, we've got this birthday party. Hey, Bren. Hey, Bryn, I'm recording my podcast, and she's hiding. I think she might be playing spy. Hey, Bryn, good speak of the day. It's like I was saying, they need quality supervision, which I'm not giving them. I'm recording a podcast instead. Hey, Bryn, come here, buddy. What You are now under the bed. Come here, Bryn. Come here. Come here. Oh, she's hiding from her sister. 
Brent, Brent, why are you hiding from Emma? I'm playing. Why are you playing? Because I really want to um I don't know. I feel like her response was as good as one uh, that Donald Trump gives when asked a difficult question about being the president. Because, um, uh, I, I don't know. Don't, don't, I don't know. Actually, that would be pre- preferable. I was going to say preferable, but I think it's preferable to the answers that he does give. Hey, Emma, what's going on? Why is Bren hiding from you? Um, I do not know. See, that would be the best possible answer for Donald Trump to give on questions that he doesn't know about. Uh, Recently, I think he gave a big, long interview about economic issues, and the journalists were just sort of baffled at his apparent um, complete ignorance of any economic facts. So um, those are good answers. If you don't know, then you don't know. What are you supposed to be doing? Cleaning up. And why are we cleaning up? So every everybody can be safe and we can find stuff. Yeah, so those are the two big rules. So that we can find things later. These this is this should motivate you to keep clean. Is so you can find things later so that nobody gets hurt and that includes nothing gets broken. Okay? It's kind of three things, but it's kind of like two things. No one getting hurt and nothing getting broken is like the same thing. Because goodness knows you could absolutely break a toy if you accidentally step on it. And you can really hurt yourself if you step on something too. So now the kids the kids have just, they've come and they're like Mongols. They're like, Emma's like Genghis Khan and Bryn is like some horse riding Mongol that, that are just invading the country that is Garrett live at you dumb. Live at your land is being invaded by these beautiful, sweet little... Mongols is probably a terrible analogy for these kids because they're way, way sweeter than that. But uh, I was going for the invader. Um, you guys are invading my my moment to do my podcast, and you're supposed to be cleaning. And why else? Are, what do we get to do if you get all tidied up? Go to Carter's birthday party. Well, we get to do the birthday party anyway because he's your friend and we need to go. So, but what's the, what's the extra bonus that we get to do if you guys are really, really cooperative today? Go see Boss Baby. Boss Baby. That's right. Cookies are for closers, right? (laughs) Alec Baldwin doing a baby voice. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like something fun that we could do. Everybody's a closer. Not everybody's a closer. You guys need to go be closers of clean rooms. Go finish the sale. Complete the sale. I, see these these girls. They they are they are so darn cute and makes and I, so that's not bribery, is it? Is that is that bribery? Putting incentives out there in front of them so that they clean up their room. Boy, this has really gone off off the rails. To borrow a Bill Burrism, it's one of my. Uh, I I just post this. So, Emma, what was your question? What did you just ask? What? You just asked, who are you texting this to? Right? Yes. Um, The answer is, I post this online and hope that people listen to it. 
and I hope that they enjoy it and they find it funny and fun and inspiring and interesting. I want to say something. Yes, say something. Um, I really, really, really love jumping over Emma's booty butt because it's so fun. Okay. And it is really fun to do that, too, because it's just so fun. And by the way, my name is Emma Anderson. Oh, good job. Okay, girls, can I please, can you guys get back on track with cleaning your bedroom? Are you guys still listening to Raffi and stuff? Christmas songs? Apples and bananas? Teletubbies? Bob the Builder? All those ones? Yeah, it's it's on that playlist. As well as some Twinkle Twinkle Rockstar uh, lullaby versions of fish songs. Yeah, that's on there too. Go, go. I know this is, this. they're so interested. They love it. They love microphones and audio stuff and they just want to hang out with their, their dear old dad. So yeah, this is the My Wife is Out of Town version of the podcast where the kids can come in and um, bestow their sweet little, sweet little somethings on the, uh, the audio here. What was I talking about? Um, eh, it doesn't matter. We'll just move on. Um, let's see what's been happening recently in the music world for me. I am, I'm pursuing, um, lots of different avenues of basically monetizing my music passion, right? I mean, that's, to, to put it simply, it's, is there a way that I could make a living off of music? And the answer that you get from a lot of folks, including Mike Zimmerlich, um, I think he said this in the podcast, was to diversify your your efforts and to try to get income streams from a variety of sources, Um so right now, if I think about it out loud, my income stream is basically playing gigs and selling CDs. Um, I, I, I don't have enough hits or anything like that to justify monetizing the podcast or YouTube or anything like that at this point. And frankly, I think it's a little bit obnoxious to, to uh, um, have ads on your YouTube because people just watch the first three seconds and then click through, um, or five seconds or 10 seconds or however, you know, however long it is. Um, just generally I'm, I'm, I'm opposed to the advertising model. Um, so I try not to do that. And it's funny. I was listening to, I, I know this is becoming a common refrain on this podcast, but I've been catching up on Sam Harris's podcast and he is just a very articulate philosopher guy. Um, who has also very articulate intellectuals and leaders in, in their fields come talk to him on his podcast. And recently he had this guy on called Tristan Harris, who is uh, an advocate and maybe founder of this time well spent movement. Um, which is funny because when I heard that, it, it made me think of the Me Now movement that this guy, Andrew, um, is, is mentoring me through, uh, he calls his philosophy like the me now movement. And, um, and I was like, Oh, time well spent movement. That sounds like there could be some, um, some synergies there. But this guy, Tristan Harris was talking about how 
social media and the like, like any web platform that has has grown up through the advertising model, you know, your YouTubes, your Facebooks, um, they are designed to maximize your time spent on their site. So stuff like, um, you know, features that you may think are just like, oh, that's cool and useful. Like there's a part of it that is architecturally built in to keep you on that site because the more clicks and the more views and the more, you know, five second advertisements that you, you know, are never, you know, maybe never going to motivate you to buy the thing or see the movie. Um, I, I gotta say of, of the hundreds of videos that I've watched in the last like couple of years. And since those ads were added to YouTube videos, maybe one or two I've watched through the whole thing because it was like a cool trailer. I think I watched the whole trailer for like the next underworld movie that like vampire werewolves movie series. And then I think one, you know, there's probably a couple times where I was just, you know, browsing around something else, starting to read the comments or, you know, forgot that I could click skip and, uh, and let it play it all the way through. But, you know, I, I just, so the point being that there is, you know, there, there are, software engineers and like social engineers behind these things that are trying to trying to consume your attention. And, you know, he talks about the attention economy as something that's, um, you know, people are, I think, generally aware, but maybe not to the degree that they should. And there's really simple things you can do. Like, um, uh, one of the things you can do is go into your phone and go check battery usage and it'll give you stats on which apps have consumed most of your battery power. And when I noticed for myself that Facebook was right up there with podcasts and I think maybe news was, was one of the, you know, I had a couple, if I had my phone in my pocket, I'd do it right now. But, um, the phone is playing Raffi and Santa Claus is coming to town upstairs. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, it was sort of this moment where I was like, man, I really do scroll through Facebook on my phone a lot and maybe more than I need to. Um, so I want to be respectful of people's attention. And I know that it, there may be some irony here in a guy rambling on a microphone and posting an audio file that is, is pretty much just me just riffing as being respectful of your attention. And, and I guess I can be, I can make that statement with some, um, honesty because I know that the podcast isn't going to be for everybody. You know, the most important thing for me is, is getting the music out there because I think the music is a really beautiful thing and, and it serves a greater purpose, you know, more so than, than just what I want for you or what you want for yourself, you know, like, or what I want for me. Um, it's almost like there's just this human who who is me that's, that's got this impulse to create. And then there are other humans that I think could potentially benefit from those creations in their own enjoyment of, of those creations. I recently saw something that said, um, joy shared is doubled and sorrow shared is halved. Uh, I think it was maybe Confucius or some cool like Asian philosopher guy, but I'm not positive. So I, uh, I should be able to attribute my quotes better. I'll work on that. 
but I love the quote. Joy shared is doubled. Sorrow shared is halved. I love the way that that maps so perfectly onto sharing music. And especially at this time, because I'm at a juncture where I want to make music that's going to be popular. And for a while, um, you know, both for myself and for my fans, and then for also the prospect of getting my songs sung by established artists and, and turning that into a monetary stream, right. To circle back to monetization of, of the art. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm in this mode where I'm like, man, I was kind of beating myself up over how melancholy a lot of my music was. Um, when I first started branched, you know, branched out from just playing in rock bands and started putting out sort of singer songwritery, indie folky music. And, you know, to be to be completely honest, when it's writing songs for myself, oftentimes they do come from sort of a melancholy, but let's make the best of it anyway kind of place. That's that's sort of the message, and I think one that fits for just the condition of life and just sort of being a human and and trying to figure out ways to live and and to think and feel in ways that are going to keep you moving forward in in a you know the the happiest way possible given the the inexorable suffering and temporality that is life um but uh so yeah, so I was starting to feel a little bit self-conscious and, and I think probably in a good way, you know, it's good for the pendulum to swing back and forth, but I was like, you know, I, I might keep writing sad songs, but I, you know, I, I need to practice writing some happier stuff. So, and I have been, um, and I think you can also get away with a kind of a tr- production trick where you, you keep it dancey. And, and that way you can get away with singing stuff that's still a little bit antsy or, or maybe, you know, um, a little aggressive or a little sorrowful or a little, you know, whatever, what have you. You can, you can get away with some emotional stuff if, uh, if the groove is there and if you're keeping it sort of like happy sounding, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to, trying to swing the pendulum back over towards uh, happy, um, and popular because I think, you know, like that's another thing is I want my music to be accessible. And I think it's very important that my most truthful moments are expressed through song. And if those happen to be somber, so be it, there will be certain folks out there that, that will latch onto that. Um, and that'll be exactly what they need to hear at that moment. But for the most part, I think people want something that they can press play and it picks them up. It makes them want to, you know, it makes them want to do a couple extra curls at the end of their set, you know, or uh, go that extra 10 minutes on the treadmill or, um, you know, vacuum the shit out of their house. Right. (laughs) Um, actually, no, I, I don't recommend listening to music when you're vacuuming because you have to turn it up so loud that, uh, that I don't think it sounds as good. I think you need a quiet time. To, to really enjoy music. Even on, even on airplanes, airplanes have such a loud droning hum that even with like noise canceling headphones on, I still feel like I have to crank my music up to like a hundred percent. And it's still, you know, you're, you're not hearing the nuances of the music when it's that loud. Um, that's my opinion. Or when it's, you know, fighting that drone of, of the plane, just like whatever is going on, air pressure and air conditioning and just the buzz of the buzz of an airplane. 
Sorry if you've never heard that before, and now that I've mentioned it, you'll notice it next time, and you'll be like, fuck, Garrett, why'd you tell me that? Like, I was I was happily ignorant of this, um, which, um, which is, in its own way, sort of a strange transition to my next point. Um, wait, was I, was I finished talking about, uh, happy songs? Oh, no, no. So yeah, the Confucius quote, if it is Confucius, I'm not sure. Um, the, the part about sorrow shared is halved and joy shared is doubled. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, man, that justifies any kind of song because if it's happy and you share it, it's like, hell yeah, man, that's happy. Let's keep it rocking. And if it's sad, then it's sad. And it's like, Hey man, I feel your pain. And then the pain is halved, and it's it's that much easier of a burden to carry. So, and the kids are back. Hey, kids. Say that again. There's a... Quietly. There's another sleepy head. There's another sleepy head. I don't know what that means. Another sleepy head, another sleepy head song. Oh, sleepy head songs. Well, I taught you guys how to skip to the next song, right? This is my idea of, of above and beyond parenting is not only did I set you up with shuffle on a playlist full of kids music, but I, I had the wherewithal and the foresight to teach you how to skip to the next song. That is my idea of above and beyond parenting. Psych. Um, you guys okay? Do you guys need me? Okay. So, uh, this is this is classic, uh, sort of like. So there, there, I think people people don't give up on their dreams when they have children because kids are so busy, or you know they make you so busy. I think people give up on their dreams when they have kids because when you're trying to work on your dreams, your kids will interrupt you, and it's tough to get in the swing of things and to to have momentum and to get into states of flow. Um, before your kids come over and interrupt you. Um, you know what? Maybe this is, uh, this is the universe and this is my, my kids telling me that I should probably wrap it up. Man, I've got so much more that I've got on my mind. And I think probably because it's been a while since I've done one of these. So I don't know, maybe the next one will come a little quicker than, than two weeks or, or, uh, whatever the sort of typical cadence has been. And I also hope to schedule a couple more interviews um, with with folks that I think could have interesting and, and valuable conversations for both myself and and the listeners. Um, I did have a buddy. I, I played a friend's barbecue the other day. I'm, now I'm just I'm keeping going while my kids are just fighting in the background. This is inappropriate. Kids, kids, can I have a couple minutes, please? Actually. I hear the alarm. So the other thing I did was I set the alarm on my phone that was playing the, uh, the Raffi and the here comes Santa Claus to, uh, to go off when we needed to start making moves to the birthday party. So that's it for now. Um, in the spirit of leaving you wanting more, hopefully, uh, hopefully I you know, I, I certainly want more. I feel like I'm cutting myself short. So hopefully that means you want more too, but uh, nice, uh, short little nugget here live at you for May 13th and, um, everybody be cool. I'm not sure what the intro and outro music is going to be. Um, uh, but I think, I think I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop in something that I just kind of whipped up in the home studio recently, kind of a uh, semi-song, semi-studio sketch, but uh, something that hopefully you dig. All right. Peace, everybody. Be well. Hey, girls. Say goodbye. Goodbye.
<laughs> Goodbye. Okay. It's a microphone because, like, it means you don't have to yell. Okay. All right. Peace, everybody. Goodbye.